You just heard about uh, the, uh, well, about Michigan Answers. We do that uh, here on the Paul W. Smith Show on Thursday mornings, and this is the point in time I look forward to it. I learn a lot, and we all do, of what they can do with the uh, University of Michigan Health. Dr. Matt Lorenz is here, a sports neurologist who co-directs the Neurosport Program at University of Michigan Health, and we're going to talk a little bit about concussions this morning. Good morning, Dr. Good morning, Paul W. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, it's our pleasure. We want to learn the latest in concussions. But i got to ask you a question that's annoyed me for years, and I've talked about it, not lately maybe on the air, and that is I've always been very suspect of, I, don't, I think they're called headers, I'm not sure, but it's using your head in a soccer game. Now, the pros do it all the time, and maybe that's okay. I'm not even sure it's okay for them. But I feel certain it can't be good for kids are they still allowed to do headers or expected to hit the ball with their head from time to time in soccer? And what effect on the head and the brain does that have? Well, that's a great question because that's one of the things that's been addressed recently with some rule change in youth soccer. So they've taken heading out of the game for the most part to a certain age. Makes sense. You know, you want to protect the young athlete's brain. Now, there is some studies in professional soccer players to suggest that there might be some um, evidence of problems later in life, but that's professional soccer players, not the youth athletes we see at the Neurosport Clinic. Yeah. And well, I'm glad you answered that. Uh, Ann Thomas especially can tell you I've been railing about that for years. I'm glad that uh, professionally they're taking a strong look at that now. Meanwhile, and it's called heading, I guess, not uh, header, whatever. I didn't know for sure. Let's just start at the beginning. Uh, I think it makes sense, Dr. Matt Lorenz, and especially with your expertise at the Neurosport Program at University of Michigan Health. Just simply define a concussion for us. So a concussion is a brain injury that can occur when a blow to the head or blow to the body results in sort of abnormal force transmitted to the brain. A sudden abnormal force causes a disruption in how the parts of the brain function and results in symptoms such as headache, imbalance, dizziness, and difficulty with thinking and memory. Unlike a lot of what a lot of people think, it's not a bruise to the brain or caused by structural damage or bleeding in the brain that can be seen on traditional scans like a CT scan or MRI scan. I, you know, it's funny because you just said something I wasn't aware of, that it can happen even if you're not hit in the head. It, it sounded like you said even if someone's hit in a special way on their body, it can lead to a concussion. How do you know? Uh, you need, apparently, a doctor's diagnosis. I mean, if you suspect you have a concussion, how are they diagnosed? Well, concussion is a uh, clinical diagnosis. Um, so it's done by a taking a comprehensive neurologic history and then performing a comprehensive neurologic exam, looking for certain exam findings that we commonly see after a concussion. We have uh, we've had uh, a company on Zenith. I haven't talked to them in a long while. They, there's always this effort, and I know Zenith was working on it. If if they're still called Zenith, uh, better helmets, especially for young kids, but even for the pros as well. And we think about it for football, oftentimes with obviously those helmets. But what kinds of other activities uh, are more likely to lead to concussions? And and obviously, we want to look for ways to prevent them if possible. Right. Well, I mean, the most common activities that can cause concussion are things like football playing, hockey playing, and wrestling. But really, any activity that can result in a fall uh, or blow to the head can cause concussion. You know, it's, it's important to 
that organizations have undertaken rule changes, you know, such as you know, decreased contact practice, and we already talked about decreased heading. Uh, and so those are ways that you can, um, you know, decrease risk of concussion. I think one of the things that's really important is in recreational sports, people should be wearing helmets. You know, sports like skiing and snowboarding should be wearing helmets. As we come into our boating season, a lot of people think I might be crazy, but when you're out on the lakes, wakeboarding, wake surfing, uh, just plain old skiing behind the boat, you should be wearing a helmet. That's going to be a tough putt, but it's you're absolutely right. Look how hard it was to get people to wear, still hard to get people to wear helmets when they're on a bike, uh, to wear a helmet when they're skiing, as you point out. I mean, more and more are doing it because they, they understand uh, just how bad your uh, your brain can be injured if you don't have some sort of protection. You want every bit of protection you can get. So what are you doing now? What's the latest, Dr. Matt Lorenz, sports neurologist, uh, co-directs the Neurosport Program at University of Michigan Health. How are concussions treated now? Well, what's really exciting about concussion care is the shift from a wait-and-see approach to an active rehabilitation treatment plan for concussion care. In the last couple of years, there's been significant scientific advancements that's shown that being seen by a doctor with up-to-date knowledge of concussion care in the first weeks after suffering a concussion is really important for normal recovery. The evaluation is meant to identify factors that can cause the concussion symptoms and basically to develop a, a treatment plan uh, to address those problems. You know, there are specialized types of therapy that are important to implement when people have things like dizziness or neck pain. Um, one of the real important things these days, we have a focus on mental health. And as you can imagine, suffering a concussion is not going to be good for your mental health. So um, making sure that's being addressed during the recovery from concussion is really important. Before we let you go in the final minute we have here, Doctor, are there some misconceptions you'd like to clear up regarding concussions? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple that we get a lot in clinic. Uh, one of them I hear all the time is, you know, should I should I be waking up my, my, my child in the middle of the night? And the answer is, after people have been stable for about four to six hours, encouraging normal sleep uh, is good and will actually aid in recovery from concussion. Uh, and the other big thing, kind of what we talked about a little bit, is that it's, it's better to be active when you're recovering from concussion. Evidence suggests that doing exercise is good for the brain and recovery from concussion. So after a very short period, um, when they're very symptomatic, getting back to daily activities and exercise that doesn't worsen symptoms should be, should be undertaken. Excellent information, helpful to every parent uh, listening in this morning, and I really appreciate you, and I always look forward to our Michigan Answers here on the Paul W. Smith Show on these Thursday mornings. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Paul W. I really appreciate the opportunity to provide the education to your audience. Well, it is our pleasure, sir. Dr. Matt Lorenz, sports neurologist, co-directing the Neurosport Program at University of Michigan Health, you may need to see a sports neurology uh, expert like the good doctor if your child has been involved in a concussion in a sport in school as we continue on WJR.